0: Welcome everyone to Prairie Dock Radio. This is Joni Holm. I'm filling in for Joan Hogan and in studio we have Barb Anderson who is going to be our guest today and Barb is the director of the foundation at the Brookings Health System and we've had some really great news with the Brookings Health System so we wanted Barb to come and fill you in on what's going on and I do expect Rick to join us but like I said I think he probably got a little tied up and we'll go without for right now. Was she on call today? No, <laughs> I can't blame well,
1: that.
2: <laughs> let's see, the, the the guys meet about sailing tonight, oh, there, there we go. We go. Oh, hey. Why, I, I heard Lalo. your page Lalo. at Cook. See? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't speed to get over here then, did you? you know, uh-huh. Oh, um. Okay, so before we go on, I want to ask you one question. Have you ever been stopped for speeding, and then you, you bat your eyes and go, but you know I'm a doctor on way to see a very important uh. case, <laughs> have you ever tried that? <laughs> there was one time when i was racing to get here late from the hospital he pulled me over and i said uh i've got to be on the radio one minute i'll pay you later just i see you and he said forget about it there was another time when i was late
0: this is the best one.
2: <laughs> going <laughs> to sioux falls to an ethics meeting <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> it was an actual ethics committee meeting And a guy pulled me over, and he went, oh, Dr. Holm, I thank you so much for all the care that you provided my grandfather, and all of the loving care, and I appreciate it so much. You were on the way to an emergency, were you not? And And I thought, uh, I'm on my way to an ethics committee meeting. I mean, how how could you lie when you're going to an ethics committee? And he went, oh, okay, well, here's the... Here's a ticket. Ticket. So I got
0: <laughs> I got stopped
2: for speeding once, taking my wife to work. She was late, and we were going pretty quickly. And I got stopped by the a, a highway patrolman. And then I said, "I'm sorry. I've got to get my wife to the hospital right away." Okay. He followed me. So we pull up to the hospital. Beth gets out in her nursing uniform and runs in. And I looked at him, and he went like this. And I said, "Nice try." <laughs> Got a ticket. Got a ticket, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, Rick, You uh, maybe you heard on the car on the way over. We have introduced Barb and introduced yes, our subject. So unless you have uh, further medical comments before we get started, why don't we talk about our lovely hospital? Right. Uh,
2: that w- a lot of changes are happening right now, Barb, which is mm-hmm. absolutely amazing to see. Yesterday, the front just changed from nothing to Mm -hmm. girders. I couldn't believe it. Tell me about it. Isn't that amazing? Well, once they
1: got the elevator shaft uh, up, then they could start with all the um, steel, and so that's what we're seeing. And yes, it will it will fly from here. The last I understood, we're hoping that front building, which is the medical office building that you see right along 22nd, we're hoping that 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 can uh, start being occupied in uh, August-September time frame, so it won't be long before we're using that building, which is wonderful. Out back on the east side is where you'll see the progress on the two-story medical-surgical building, and that will be exciting because it'll have its own entrance for patients and visitors um, on the southeast uh, corner. Um, So you can come in from Yorkshire Drive, you know, and come back uh, through the back way there, they'll be parking back there, and that will be where our patients and uh, visitors come when you have, for example, same-day surgery, or if you're coming into that area, that's where we'll have our, all of our imaging. So our MRI will come inside, which is now out in that smaller trailer. That will be indoors uh, along with all the other imaging, so CT scans, x-ray, all of that will be in that area as well. So we'll have a lot of activity in that southeast corner of the of the new area
2: Well, that's exciting yeah
1: let's back up just a minute and talk about you know
0: when the current uh, hospital Brookings Health System when was that built and how did the idea come about to do the big change renovations
1: okay good question well um you know if you go way back to the turn of the century 1907 or so is when um Brookings uh, uh, a couple of uh, business people in Brookings um, by the name of Fishback and Sexauer, who we're very familiar with those names been supporters in the community for f- decades, centuries. Um, got together with a couple of uh, of the doctors in town and said, you know, it's time for Brookings to have its own hospital. So there were different attempts made um, in um, the f- uh, over on uh, West Hall, uh, which we know as West Hall now, on Harvey Dunn, is where uh, the hospital was initially. And that was up and running in 1935 is when that got sold to the city of Brookings. It was determined at that time that the best way to manage that facility for the community was to have the city own it and operate it. Um, Then it was uh, in 1964 when the city said, okay, we've outgrown that facility. Um, The city and county came together and built the majority of the building we see now here on 22nd. Avenue, and that—that's the two circles, um, mm-hmm. and then the majority of the building as we have now. There's been additions since then, but that was in 1964, and uh, that was um, t- uh, the city of Brookings and the Brookings County both did bond um, issued bonds at that time to uh, help pay for that. Plus, a good portion of that was paid for. For with federal funding. Grants that were available then, which, uh, you know, that type of funding is not available now, especially for us. There are some federal grants. For example, Madison recently uh, built a hospital, and they were able to get quite a bit of federal funding because they're considered a rural hospital, uh, whereas we're not. We're kind of an in-betweener. So... um, the funding <laughs> uh, back then is as, as I explained, there were also a few donations. Um, and uh, it's interesting because um, one of the things I'm doing right now is going back through the history of Brookings Hospital, Brookings Health System, uh, for actually a master's project for my master's in journalism here at SDSU. So you're never too old to learn, right? Right. Um, and uh, that has caused me to go downstairs into the basement of the hospital, dig up a lot of scrapbooks and uh, old Brookings registers and old uh, board meeting minutes, and it's been uh, really fun to read through this, and uh, I think, uh, I know just about everyone out there listening probably has a story or two um, and remembers some of these things, but um, one of the things in the uh, 1964 project it actually they they actually started talking about the new building project in you know the late 50s saying hey we're running out of room we need to uh, I- increase our capacity the, the community is growing and then actually end up building the building in 64 and, and moving in um, but then as we moved through the 60s and the 70s and the 80s a lot of things changed in the way of medicine And one of the things we really saw evolve was when that building was built in the 60s, just about everyone who needed a hospital needed inpatient care, which means you checked into the hospital, right, and you were there for five, six, seven days. And so the building was built for that inpatient care. Today, it's almost exactly the opposite almost all of the patients 70% or, s- or more are outpatient basis so in other words rick you might have a patient go to the hospital for some tests or maybe for some imaging like a ct scan or something like that or you might check in uh, to have your baby but you're there for maybe 2 days um, sometimes Maps. less <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh and then also same day surgery is, is the norm today. So you're in, um, you'll, and our new facility will um, support this. You'll come into a, a pre-op uh, room, get ready for your <coughs> procedure, have your procedure, come back and recover in your private room, and then you're back out, um, headed home. That's quite a change. Very much so. Rick, Rick, what do you think about with your change in practice and
0: what you've seen?
2: Well, I remember uh, when Dick Wake, Dr. Wake, who's retired now, uh, said to me one time as he admitted a little lady who needed uh, maybe uh, probably a step care into a nursing home. Uh, he admitted her to the hospital and said, you know, isn't it great that we just, we can hospitalize people when we want to. Mm-hmm. And uh, it we can put them there and then, and, and position them to go, where they need to go, or give them the support that they need, transitioning them into other levels of care. Uh, Or maybe even support them for a a week or two while the family gathers strength and knows where to go. Not the case, anyway. That went away. Mm -hmm. You can't admit anybody for any reason. Mm -hmm. You have to have a solid indication or insurance, or the government third-party payers won't pay. Used to be that, that there was two insurances one for the doctor and one for the hospitalization the ho- doctor care was commonly not done a lot of people didn't have that coverage they just had emergency hospital care coverage and then they would pay the doctor with a chicken or uh, you know uh, uh, you know uh, half a beef or uh, you know promise to pay later type of a thing and and doctors incomes were a lot less and then we fought medicare but medicare occurred i mean ama was on record for saying absolutely not you do not want to let the government be the payer of the doctors you know let the patients be the payer mm-hmm. but the result was uh, medicare uh, occurred and as they, they as they commonly uh, say the great big eagle pooped green <laughs> on the doctors and suddenly the doctors incomes changed had you heard that one
0: it was always a reference with poop to you. Yeah, well <laughs> <laughs> last week it was the Python, yeah, so yeah, let's yeah. not go there. <laughs> but uh So what do you do? But, that on the, but radio? the long <laughs> and the short of
2: it is there was uh, part of the real change occurred because of payment, where the money came from. Right. And and that's the major thing that I've seen. And and now, uh outpatient care really is um the king, quote unquote. And hospitals do have the, the most of it and uh and it's uh, now i was going to ask you as you were talking um there were some donors to that first hospital in the the 60s right uh do we need to take a break first
0: we do before we get back to our discussion on the brickens health system i want to remind you that this is prairie doc radio we have rick holm and barb anderson in studio we would entertain your questions and if possibly you have a story about uh, the hospital please call in and let us know and we'll be right back Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Boy, I got to say that carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just asking about the funding for the first hospital in 64, and we do want to talk about the funding for the current renovation. So, Barb, tell us yeah. about the early
1: funding. Okay. Well, like I had said, um, there was uh, the city and county funding um, where they did. Uh, it, have a bond issue on both levels and then the federal funding now the donations at that time really kind of came on their own there wasn't an organized foundation at the time there was not an organized effort to go out and look for donors in the sixties when the building was built Um, so there were just community entities that uh, decided to make the hospital project um, you know, what they wanted to donate to. And there were also organizations, I believe, gosh, now I'm gonna try and remember, there were, um, uh, well, there was the hospital auxiliary was in uh, in place. There was also, I believe, maybe uh, Lions and uh, maybe VFW, Um, you know they had different you know fundraising um, activities and decided to give their dollars to the hospital so you know it wasn't a large amount I'd say probably all in all it was probably less than 5,000 maybe less than 4,000 total Wow Um, (laughs) right and compare that to today of course we just um, as the foundation the foundation um, Brookings Health System Foundation was organized in late 2009 and so we've been around for about six years um, we did have an activity when uh, Brookview uh, neighborhoods at Brookview were built in 2013 and raised a little over six hundred thousand for that project to make this house a home if you remember that we bought some extra things for this hospital project um, our goal was to raise 10 percent of the project cost so the foundations goal was to raise four point six million and thank you to the community we have done that and and then some um, we started about a year ago. It was about in January of last year, gathering together people, people in the community to talk about the project. Since it was the largest fundraising project uh, for the health system that this community has ever done, we had some wonderful input from community leaders, um, business owners, um, longtime uh, citizens of Brookings, people who have just recently moved here. So we had a lot of a lot of input and um, then throughout last year we had many small group meetings we were on the radio here uh, talking about the project Uh, just continued to get that ball rolling and it really snowballed and people really got behind it uh, as you can imagine in uh, in our ability to raise over 4.6 million dollars in less than a year that takes huge community uh commitment and so we really want to thank the community for that
2: can uh, the cost of the hospital total build or rebuild remodel mm-hmm. that's happening right now yes. the total cost is going to be
1: 46 uh, million
2: 46 million correct and we're pretty close i mean we're we've got at least loan money and so on and so forth to cover that 46 million correct. as i understand mm-hmm. what was the cost of the Whole hospital, the brand oh, new hospital, yeah. nineteen sixty-four.
1: I think it was about one point eight million total.
2: Total. Wow. Yeah.
1: Can you imagine?
2: One point eight million. We
1: can't, we can't even build a one operating room for that. Wow. Now. So I'm curious about the model, and I and
0: we probably don't want to go into this at length. But how common is it to have a city,
1: county-run mm. hospital? Are we an anomaly, or is this a common thing? Yeah. Um, well, it's important to point out that. We're not, um, we're owned by the city, um, technically, but we're not operated by the city. It's a separate board uh, that o- uh, operates uh, Brookings Health System. Um, but it's very unusual. Spe- if you look in the state, um, you know, we have uh, Madison, um, w- which is an independent hospital. Um, and I, you know, I, I can't re- even think of another city-owned hospital. Um, so it's very unusual. Now, when we were talking to donors about um, raising money for the campaign, one of the things that really stood out is how they really uh, valued the fact that the hospital is a facility that is part of our community, it's owned by our city, and investing in that um, was really a positive experience for those donors. Now I'm talking about even other healthcare entities. Um, Both Avera and Sanford supported our um, efforts to raise money for the campaign also many independent uh, organizations North Central Heart um, you know and some others because what they know is that if the Community continues to invest in its own hospital, its own healthcare facility here, um, it will be able to serve its citizens for many, many years to come. And different providers can come to Brookings, um, move here permanently, or come here on their outreach basis and serve the people of this area better than if we didn't have a hospital here.
2: You know, and, uh, you know, if you look at the fact that we have encouraged Sanford and Avera and other places to, to practice in our community, in our hospital, Lots. do the surgery mm-hmm. there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, that's been a boon for the whole community because it isn't just the Avera Clinic, you know what I mean? It right. and, and, um, and I'm a member of the Avera Brookings Medical Group, and uh, so uh, I speak uh, uh, with a bias toward that group, but I'm just, uh, uh, my personal opinion Private opinion is a community hospital is prime. It's mm-hmm. just the most important thing we, for our community and the surrounding uh, community so that we can provide for this area. You know, it's just not Brookings. It's Volga, It's Aurora. It's at Arlington. It's mm-hmm. smet Even Esteline. You it's Esteline. That. It's all of these communities around here that we provide for these people uh, primarily, mm-hmm. and you know, and then we can send them. Sioux Falls or the Mayo or University of Minnesota or wherever it might be that if we need, need be. if need be, mm-hmm. but that we have available to this group the very best care. Now, w- w- uh, you're, as a foundation person, you also have been involved with some of the quality evaluation stuff, are you not, or uh, d- are you aware of I'm
1: them? aware of them, yeah, but not involved
2: and so uh, I just have to say here and now that we have done very well mm-hmm. in our comparison mm-hmm. to other hospitals throughout the region and in particular throughout the country as far as the quality of service that we provide, the insurance that we have an infection uh, uh, control that's very careful, insurance that the quality of the care provided by the physicians and the, and the um, nurse practitioners, PAs, are, is high quality. And so, I mean, I, I just, I'm, I'm, you know, I've watched it develop through the years, and it's really grown. I can't say that we uh, were really bad before. I mean, we've really been good all
1: along, actually. No, you're right to point that out, and that is really something that our area should know about. I I encourage you to go to our website. Um, We're very transparent about all that information. You can see the actual scores, quality scores. For Centers for Medicare and Medicaid, our CMS, is one of the entities that does rate rate uh, medical facilities as well as we have our own state Department of Health who do surprise surveys um, now that's applies to both the hospital and the neighborhoods at Brookview um, and recently the neighborhoods at Brookview just had a completely deficiency-free uh, rating which is amazing Fabulous. yeah and same with the hospital the prior uh, uh, the most recent um, the hospital itself earned a deficiency-free report so Yeah, intense, intense um, focus on quality is what I see, and again, I I don't have a medical background, so I observe this, and I'm part of the meetings with the various directors of the health system, and I can tell you this, that 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 is their number one um, priority is quality care. And, uh, you know, to be in the 97th percentile of different, um, you know, national assessments, um, to get deficiency-free ra- ratings from the Department of Health, that is wonderful. So,
2: I mean, we can have a pretty building.
1: Yes. A beautiful <laughs> building
2: and yeah. all, of the, you know, all of the amenities. Uh, amenities mm-hmm. But if we don't have people within doing the very best, then, then we have a shallow world but we don't have a shallow
1: world that's
0: right
2: that's what's really good Mm
0: -hmm. let's take uh, another break and we'll be right back to on our discussion about the Brookings Health System (laughs) welcome back to Prairie Dock Radio we're happy to have you listening today we're talking to Barb Anderson who's the director of the foundation of the Brookings Health System about the renovation that you all see if you live in this community the the action that's happening at the hospital so let's continue our discussion Uh, Rick you had a point
2: Uh, so Every day, as I do care for people, there are times when you see, okay, I need to have this patient receive this kind of care that we don't have here. Sometimes uh, that person might be uh, a doctor that comes up from Sioux Falls, but sometimes there's nobody who comes up. You know, I have to have uh, somebody take care of this particular type of uh, colorectal surgery, that we just don't have that here. Uh, this particular type of specialist, this kind of care that uh, 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 needs to be sent. So I send people south, and I've done that all my life. Uh, and all my practicing life, I'd, I first started sending people to Mayo, and then I, in after the first few years as I got to know the doctors in Sioux Falls, I found that many times, not always, many times, there's care there that I can send uh, to Sioux Falls instead. I, I've gotten to know the physicians, uh, f- the facilities, Uh, the quality of our education in south dakota the whole nine yards and and i'm i'm really comfortable with that um and and so i'm saying to the people who might be listening there's a time you go to sioux falls there is a time i i really think however there's an advantage to having a care provider here whether it's at the sanford clinic or the Avera clinic uh there is a time that you should you should start your care here uh and you should utilize the Brookings Health System when um, we can do it here because it's not a burden on th- uh, your family to have to travel. It's easier to be here. But also because if you can do it just as well or maybe even better here, why would you go to Sioux Falls? Mm-hmm. And so there has been a, a movement uh, at early on to go to Sioux Falls. That we don't have good care here. Why don't we go somewhere else? Because it, you want the very best for your family. And I'm convinced that the very best is to start here, and then there's times to go there. Mm -hmm. Any comment about that?
1: Yes, actually, you know, one of the benefits of investing in our facility um, is to uh, be able to recruit physicians um, so that more and more of those specialists, we hope, will start moving to Brookings and be here full-time. So there'll be less and less reason to travel a hundred miles round trip to go... To a specialist, or to go visit a family member who's there, um, so one of the that's a very big advantage of investing in our facility as a community. Um, we talked a little bit about you know the quality of care, which is uh, number one. Um, but also there's <coughs> an economic development aspect of investing in a local hospital lo- Local healthcare. care so facility. every
2: dollar spent here in this community through the you know Is there a repercussion of like eight times? or Oh, something, there, there, there
1: probably is Rick? I don't know the answer to that, um, but I do know that we invested in an economic development I- economic impact study um, with the um, SDSU um, and that used data from the 2010 census, and all in all, it came through saying that having the health care facility here, the health uh, Brookings Health System here, has an impact of almost $30 million a year uh, on the on economy. Our community. Yeah. And um, that, again, is using 2010 data. So now it's probably o- well over $30 million um, in 2016. Right. That's really great, and we do need
0: to start wrapping up. Our time is almost up. Uh, one thing I, a friend mentioned that I think all of us need to remember is if we have a fire at our house, the fire department's gonna come without us paying anything to get them there. Same thing with our ambulance system and our with our healthcare system. So perhaps you choose care someplace else but we still need an emergency when you need, care. That, am-
2: when you need that ambulance it's yes. not going to come from sioux falls no though.
0: it is going to come from yeah. Brookings, and so we do really all of us need to support our local facility
2: uh we don't have a television show tomorrow night uh but the following week we have dr jim engelbrecht from rapid city a rheumatologist who's one of our favorite guests no question about it because everybody has little arthritic problems so I'm looking forward to seeing Dr. Engelbrecht a week from tomorrow night, and we thank those people who, who bear with us and, and uh, watch our television show when we're on. But in the meantime, go Bulldogs. Go <laughs> State <laughs> Bees. Go State <laughs> Bees. Go do Smith. Go Brickings. And and then also Jack Rabbits' time coming up this weekend. Thanks so much, Barb, for being here. Thank you having Thank you, Joni and Bob. And stay healthy out there,